Jack Dapper Blues Heritage Preservation Foundation is a tax-exempt 501c3 nonprofit private foundation. Your donations, sponsoring, and funding allows us to create content that raises awareness of African-American traditional music, African-American folklore, and the Black experience. Check the link in the description box to donate. If you wish to sponsor podcasts, documentary series, or underwrite ads in our newspaper, The African American Folklorist, contact the email address in the description box. Say I couldn't take 
telling you I don't care what you say Oh yeah Oh yeah What's happening What's happening What's happening? These <laughs> <Blues> people. <laughs> and, you know, this is, we're in March. And here's the thing. Because of the unforeseen and unfortunate situation that the world is in, we've forgotten what's important about March and this Women's Month. Yeah. So I thought it was only right to begin the show with the song that's titled after the title of the album, The Woman I Am, by America's folk and blues singer, Miss Veronica Jackson. Hey, I, you know what? I got to give you another round of applause. Hold on. <laughs> because this is Thank serious. You. you know, this, this, this album was highly anticipated and you worked on it for quite some time and you got from what I witnessed some great support yes so we're going to dive into yet again your story because this is not the first time we've been on this rodeo but we're going to dive into your story again and we're going to dive into this album because for me, this was the epitome of traditional black folk music. Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah. yeah, right. So, so you all know who I'm speaking. I, I'm gonna say it again, Miss Veronica Jackson. The album is titled "The Woman I Am." I'm gonna keep saying that, especially because it's Women's Month, and and Women's Month is being overshadowed by a virus but we we must speak celebrate and honor the matriarchs correct that's right that's right all right so now miss jackson this album before we get into the process of putting it together the process of writing and everything that goes along with that what inspired this particular album? Well, Deb, you know, I've always, I've been wanting to, um, I really thought, well, Veronica, you know, this is probably going to be your last CD, you know. Um, so I wanted it to be an album that expressed who I was as a woman, as an artist, as a black woman, and I wanted it to share about my folk, my blues, and have the spiritual aspect of who I am. Mm-hmm. And so when I embarked on, you know, when it, when I was thinking about this thing, and been thinking about it for years, um, I was also thinking of what other women that has helped me to be who I am today and to bring them aboard on this album. Mm. But I tell you what, Dad, what made it really start coming into fruition, I was doing a festival in Savannah, Georgia. 
one summer about three years ago or more. And a friend of mine that I knew 40 years from my early age of music. Yeah. He seen I was going to be in Savannah and him and his girlfriend was in uh, the south part of the country and they came Mm. to see me perform at this festival. But what really did it, he asked me when he heard me perform, he said, Veronica, he hadn't heard me now in 40 years live. Okay. He said, Veronica, he said, uh, that's not dry, you doubt. He <laughs> said, uh, <laughs> he said, Veronica, he said, when you going to do another album? I say, Phil, man, I haven't thought about it, you know. And we were having lunch, he, his girlfriend, and I, and my daughter. And he said, I'm going to sow a seed into your music life. Mm. And that day, he wrote a check, a big check, mm. to sow the seed. So I had to go ahead on and make this CD come to pass because I couldn't just sit on that man money. That's right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> he helped it to come about and... um this CD is one, I tell you, I just love this CD, Dap. I really do. I listen to it when I need encouragement. I hear that. You know, I really do. But I, I, I wrote it to, um, to encourage women. You know, I really did. It's for men, too. Men could enjoy it. Well, you know. I definitely enjoy it. I, I mean, my family enjoys it. You know, when... when yes. You know, I was writing the article for Blues Music Magazine. We, you know, we listened, we first sat down to listen. And I was listening to it for, for a while prior to um, writing that article. You know, I, I posted, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would be in Starbucks or one of these places uh, writing or just taking a break because at the time, you know, my mother was very ill. And mm-hmm. that particular CD, it, it, it kept me going. And and at the Great. same token, you know, my family enjoyed the, the, the sounds of it, the sonic vibrations, but also the the content, the what we what you were talking about. So mm-hmm. so this whole thing is quite a spiritual revelation from from inception to completion for someone to say, I'm sowing a seed into you. Because those of us who know the black church, that's what said, I'm going to sow a seed into you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. And that's what that gentleman did, you know. And uh, it's just, um, it touches me because that song, The Woman I Am, mm-hmm. what helped me to write that song was, I have somebody very close to me was going through um, a change, a transformation in her life, you know, from being married to now about to be divorced. And then the women that were going through things that was happening in the news, you know, and it's like a song needs to be wrote. And this song, I'm going to use it big time. It's the reason why this song is written. And I said this song and I wrote it and I, called this woman and I say, listen to this song. Mm. And she said, oh, she said, that's my song. Because she was going through at that time. Mm. You know, and it was painful for her and I could feel her pain because, you know, when somebody is going through something that is hard and is painful, that person that is going through it, that when you are strongly connected to them, 
you may not feel their pain, but you feel a pain. That is absolutely correct. See, so, you feel a pain. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I, please forgive me. You, you, what you're saying, I really want to touch on in regards to being uh, an artist and a representation of the community, a griot or or how a folklorist, for you know, uh, or however you want to word it. Mm-hmm. It sounds like your your role, you're a vessel to express or be the voice of the voiceless. Is this what we're hearing? That's what you're hearing. That's what you're hearing. So now... That's what you're hearing. Because now this is, you know, there's many layers to this considering uh, the heritage, the culture, uh, the reclassification of a people, the societal and financial woes, as well right. as the the replacement of the face of our traditional uh, music. So as this vessel, are, are you thinking about all of those things as you put these things together? I am. I'm thinking of all that. I'm thinking uh, that of people that are, have been in our lives or in our lives who are not supportive, that tries to tear you down, that takes that tells you, you can't do this, you can't do that, you're not worthy, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's encompassing all of that. Mm. It's encompassing all of that. So, and, 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 and it's something that I think we as women, we as a people, regardless of who you are, we all go through something to where it seems like we've got to go to our deepest inner self and pull ourselves up out of that, that I can do it, whether you're a man or a woman, you know, I can succeed. I don't care what my thoughts are telling me. Mm. You know, I am a woman who deserves to have a good life, who has a good future, that if you don't want to be with me, if you treat me bad, I can move on. Are you telling me I cannot succeed as a musician, that you're not good enough, that mm. I won't book you here or, you know what I'm saying? No, I know it's exactly what you're saying. Every area of our life. Okay, so let us let me see, because there's, there's, there was a lot of things right there in your answer to unpack, right? From, from you know, I, I heard in the broadcast these uh, brothers discussing that the way we treat our women determines how our society either deteriorates or progresses. That's one. Two, Mm -hmm. before we get to that, let's stick to it as, as a musician, as an artist, because you, you mentioned several times and I even heard it in the music where you're addressing, um, the naysayers when it comes to, I don't want to say chasing your dreams, but following your calling. As a woman, mm-hmm. a black woman, do you find that you get marginalized as an artist for whatever reason? Sure I do. You know, sure I do. But I tell you, that the one thing about it is that keeps me going is 
the person that is drawing the line on me. And, and let me tell you something, Dap. Okay. It comes from, it can come from men, women, white, or black. Okay. It comes from every arena. I hear Young that. or old. You hear what I'm saying? I do. I, I There's a um, venue that I've been trying to get in. And this lady, see I'm doing good. She She's my Facebook friend. Mm. But do you know this woman would not book me for her venue? Mm. And folk music, folk music came from soloists. Not all folk singers were groups. No. A lot of them were soloists. And she would say, well, you know, um, we, I'm, I'm only booking duos and things like that. And then I look on her site and she done booked somebody that's a soloist, you know. Mm. And I say, it's because of who you are, Veronica. It's something that she's afraid you're going to bring to that venue that she don't want there. Whether it's my talent, whether it's my culture that's coming out, whether it's my spiritual being that's going to come out because all that comes out when I do a concert. That's who I am. It, the woman you are, it sure does. And I, I would have to say it's all of the above considering... <laughs> You know, what I'm understanding, one of the reasons blues was co-opted, uh, folk music was co-opted, our ah, traditional music as a whole was co-opted and, and, and adjusted, to say the least, is because when you trace the music and the people who express the music, their direct reflection of the people the society at the time and everything that goes with it and you being extremely authentic and, and, and standing in the truth of all of the above that does put some fear in some people. You know, I, I think it's good, a good time before we continue the interview. I would like to play the clouds are passing. What do you think about that? Oh man, that's a beautiful song. All right, that's we're going to go song. into that and, and then we're going to get back to this interview because we got to oh, let okay. the people hear The clouds are passing, passing over. The sun is shining over my head. I've been through some hard times. Some tough times I made it through. Now there were days didn't have food to eat. There were times thrown out on the street, but somehow I made it and landed on my feet. Now Mama told me she said. Say these days you may surely know you have someone to share with and sometimes you won't yeah the clouds are passing passing over the sun is shining over my head I've been through some hard times yeah some tough times I made 
Talk about that song, Ms. Jackson. Ooh, that's a hard one, Dab. I'm telling you. Oh, yes, was, it uh, is. It's pleasant it on is. the ears, but it, 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 it touched the soul like the rest of this mm-hmm. album. What, what mm-hmm. Talk to us about it. I was um, sitting in my little favorite chair and um, practicing playing music, and I was going through something. But then I had made it out, you know, mm-hmm. and and I started writing, and I wrote that song, the melody and everything, kind of quickly. It, it was like it was meant for that song to get written, and it's really talking about. I was reminiscing Daph, about um, the times when we were young, and I had a single parent, and there were days we would come home. Now, there was this one time we came home and there my mother's stuff was out the door. Mm. And the neighbor was really kind back then. They was a sick, she said, come on in. She had this big house and she took all of us, like five of us, she took us and let us stay in her home, you know. And it just talks about having those cloudy days. But then when that sun starts shining, you know, you make it through tough times. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have them. But them tough times come. You know, it's like some days not having, you know, only grits and flour bread to eat. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> My mother knew how to cook that uh, flour bread on the top of the stove. That's you know? Right. That's right. And then, the, yeah, and then the other verse, like when you're hard, when you've been through a, a heartbreak, you know, and that heart is just, it's a hard feeling. It just, it's just a tough feeling. But I wrote that song to let you know that there are tough times, but that sun do shine. Mm-hmm. So you, you just have to stick in there, you know. No, I, I, you I, just I, have I dig to it. Stick in there. I, 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 I go as far as saying you, you should put on a concert from your living room right now, playing that song to help people yeah. folk through what's going on because this is serious. Now, I'm happy uh, you brought up your your humble beginnings because I, I want to get to something real quick before we go back to the album, part of your story. Now, you're from Florida, correct? That's right, St. Petersburg, Florida. Okay, so I've been asking every quote-unquote African-American that I've that I've been interviewing as of recent this question considering some things that I've known growing up but have been looking more into it now mm-hmm. okay first thing is folk believe that the Delta is just Mississippi but it's a region mm-hmm. The second thing is a lot of people in that region from Florida to Tennessee to Oklahoma, Omaha and the whole Mississippi River connection and Gulf 
Mm-hmm. The original people there were actually black. They were called the first persons or Americans, copper color. Do do you have any connection? Well, I don't want to say do you have. Have you found or this thought of looking to see if you were Choctaw, Choctaw, or Seminole? No, I haven't. And maybe that's something I need to do. You know, um, because coming up in that era where I came up at, and most of it was segregated, you know, Mm -hmm. you were doctors, lawyers, teachers all lived in the same community where I grew up at. Okay. You know, they couldn't venture out and buy homes, you know, because mostly homes were built but just for the white folks. Right. You know, but coming up, as I recognize coming up in my era, I did not know anybody playing acoustic music, mm. any kind of blues, any kind of folk in my community. Mm. None whatsoever. See, I didn't get into folk until, and in St. Petersburg, until I stopped hanging out with the electric blues folks and then crossed the street over into the white community. And that's where the real live acoustic music came to me. But I've never really um, found anyone. I I have to say, I believe, and if I'm speaking out of turn, somebody will correct me. (laughs) I believe, (laughs) because they're good at doing that. Oh, yes, they are. (laughs) 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 So, you know, um, I believe that I am one of few, if there's any, that was playing acoustic music there in my in my era in St. Petersburg, Central St. Petersburg, in Tampa. I don't know anybody that was doing it. Well, I, I'm gonna tell you something, based on what's a little bit I know. Mm-hmm. I, I can believe I believe that because I believe you, but I can believe that for the simple fact that everything that was quote unquote traditional that we did as things started morphing and uh, uh, we we call it the um, coffee house era, right? Because that's where most of the uh, acoustic music was. That's right. The black folk that was involved in that at that time was 65 plus. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. they, you know, the the young white enthusiasts had a big uh, monopoly on that scene, and mm-hmm. for that matter, you know they they would uh, song and pony the older musicians around. But for that matter, it was them playing and and getting their feet wet with our traditional yes. music, and, and most of That's the people right. that were the younger generation of that time had moved on to what was being sold to us as black music. Not that it wasn't, but mm-hmm. I think you understand what I'm saying. So I, I get it. I, and do. I don't think anybody can refute what you're saying. And I do believe mm-hmm. just listening to you for the last few years that I've known you is, is very obvious. You've been doing this a while at a high level. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing it. Deb, I am. Um, and I, I don't, uh, hold back these days. Life is too precious to be ashamed of who who I am and how my age. I'm 67 years old, Dap. I'm going to be 68 this year. God bless you. 
And I'm just so thankful because there's a reason why God has blessed me with what I'm doing. You know, there's a reason in it. And, and for the acoustic music to be alive as it is, because I tell you, when I, when I started listening to the very few blacks that did make a name for themselves, that people didn't have to ride off them. They actually made finances doing it, like Odell or like Richie Haven, mm-hmm. like Bill Withers. Oh, yeah. You know, those folks actually made a name and actually made money. But when I was looking up folk music, one um, website didn't even mention Huddy Ledbelly. Mm. They had they had Pete Seeger. They had Woody Guthrie. They had Arlo Guthrie, you know. They had Peter, Paul, and Mary, these folks. And I'm saying, well, where is uh, Led Belly's name? Mm-hmm. See? Because they all so, came out of his camp. They did. They did. That man was born before any of them. Oh, yeah. Playing his music. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, and they know it. But whoever put that site together eliminated Huddy Led Belly. You know? So what thing I'm I'm hoping to get on the good foot and get more educated on the grassroots of American folk music, you know, no, I do. and be able to express it more, go into the schools and let young people understand where the root of American music came from, how it all really started. Everybody had music, but which one that arrived and rolls up to the occasion. That's right. See, that, that's a, that's the big difference the right to. there. It is. And you it know, is. it's is you know, is sad and it's ironic because you know when we think of the songsters of the eighteen and the seventeen hundreds, they were the original folk artists before the term blues was even. A thing or ragtime. Right. The, the, the original mm-hmm. folk artists were the American songsters, which was black folk. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. So now, in a, so let's talk about your process of putting the album together, uh, and, and I'm talking in regards of the crowdfunding, the marketing, and because you every you know. I was on that journey with you. And yes, you were, and I appreciate that. Oh, no problem. Um, and I, I noticed the one thing, the, the integrity of this campaign, what you said happened, everything. So, so share with, break it down for us, share with us, and, and what your mindset was. You already told us that you wanted to honor the seed that launched this. So now take mm-hmm. us through the process. Okay, so um, once I was given that first seed, I knew that I needed help getting it did. So there were some gracious people through GoFundMe to really help make it come about. But why they were sowing the seed to help this CD come about, I was taking time out to orchestrate the musicians that was going to help me on this CD and what studio I was going to use and um, what instruments 
that I wanted because I did not want it to have a band sound. I wanted to keep it um, folky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wanted to keep it as authentic in sound and song as I could. So I um, wanted just maybe one instrument on a song or maybe no instrument on a song. It's just certain songs that I chose to have a harmonica in or the upright bass in mm-hmm. or that violin lady that came in on one song, you know? Yes. And and as I was getting that together, um, it was coming together pretty good. It was pretty, it, it was coming together. The people wanted to work with me. I sat down and listened to them. I practiced with them. And um, then my daughter who knew a gentleman that was very good with um, designing. You know, uh, she told me about him because I wanted it to look authentic. I wanted everything. Even when you got that CD, I got away from the plastic, if you know now, and I went organic. Yeah, I'm holding the CD in my hand as we speak. Yeah, and it's all organic, you know, so... I wanted every aspect of this CD to be real. Mm. And I wanted to come from the heart. And I believe as I was working on it, Dap, that's what happened. You know, the songs that I selected, I made sure they were songs from women who have made a difference in the music world or who have said something like Nina Simone, you know, and like, Freight Train, Elizabeth Cotton, you know, that for years I would hear people singing uh, Freight Train. Mm-hmm. But they never said Elizabeth Cotton. They mm. never let it be known that this song, but they were performing it. Mm. And as I grew in my, in my talent and as I grew in my music career, then I looked it up and I'm saying, that's a black woman song. That's right. I wanted that song on here. I wanted to put this song on here and give her a homage that another black woman has recorded her music and keeping it alive, you know? Right. That's right. And, and, and it happens, you know, it, it happens. Well, so, you, you know, I, I, I do want to intercede right here because I'm really, I, I just felt so great. There's a black woman that you honored on this album that a lot of people don't know about and her untimely death wasn't so long ago meaning she 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 didn't die in the 60s or the 50s or the 70s it was not so long ago miss precious bryant yes yes did you know her yes i tried i tried so hard to get connected with her dad she had a manager at the time i met in um France when I did a festival in France and I asked him, I said, you know, I want to hook up with her. I want to get to know her. And I was kind of still puttling around trying to learn Atlanta cause it was a big little town for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he never, he never, he never let me know where she was. I could not find where precious Bryant was. And then as I kept looking it up, I began to learn more about her and, her lifestyle and things were happening and um, it was too late because then she ended up passing. Right. Well, you know, and then I learned a little bit. that you were trying to get connected to her through? 
Yep. Mm. Yep. But see, you know what I think, Dab, and it's sad that people are so not wanting to share. It, it, it's enough out here for all of us. That is true. You know, that lady could have um, encouraged me like, I tell you who didn't run from me, who I found out about, and that was the lady that just passed, Beverly Guitar Watkins. Yes. Beverly and I became friends. Mm. And, uh, but Beverly played, she lived here, and I think Precious Bryant lived south. Okay. She lives south of Atlanta. Gotcha. But wherever she lived, I could not connect with her, and this gentleman wouldn't give me the information. Mm. And I didn't know anybody that, you know, I wasn't savvy enough now as I am now to be a little bit more outspoken and find out who I can talk to and where I can find her at. Right. But I understand she had a challenge in life toward the end, you know? Yes. And I'm believing that could be some of why the gentleman was um, protecting her for whatever reason, you know? I don't know. I'm going to try to think of it in a good way as to why he did not let me hook up with her. I dig it. While we're on the conversation of honoring and and, and you uh, taking the baton, I wanted to take a moment to play Go Down Sunshine by oh, you okay. honoring Odetta because you mentioned her and she, honestly, between you and I, she, if anybody, should be mentioned with the lead bellies of the world when it comes to folk music. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I really appreciated mm-hmm. this song by you, so I would like to play that now if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah. 
sunshine, see what tomorrow may bring. Go down, sunshine, see what tomorrow may bring. You know it may bring sunshine, then again it may bring rain. Jackson. Yes. Now, you know, we <laughs> we spoke about a lot of things, but and I didn't mean to cut off your thought in that last segment, but I I I think it's really imperative to play these songs so the people can hear. I want to talk about your voice. Mm-hmm. Because. Let me give let me give prompts to the harmonica player on this CD, Dave Soleil. Oh, absolutely. You know, he, yeah. Let let let's give him some uh, acknowledgement because that young man really helped this CD to be what it is today. Uh, you know what? Absolutely, because that you know, there's this organization called Front Porch. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when I go down south to visit my people, we always congregate on a front porch. And That's I, right. I, when I hear the acoustic and, and, and this gentleman's harmonica playing is so down home, it's not loud. It's, and I'm not um, uh, nitpicking at anybody's style of playing. I'm just saying what what this mm-hmm. particular style does for me. It's it's Mm -hmm. very soothing for the ear and the soul Mm -hmm. and and it brings you back to the roots. Mm -hmm. It it brings you back to the roots. But I I, I still want to get back to your voice because, see, there's a cadence that is necessary for the traditional down-home sound vocally. And I mean, you speak mm-hmm. with that cadence naturally. That's just how you you sound. You know, you sound black. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I can't change it either, Dap. I tell you, when you want to try, <laughs> there are times when you want to talk to somebody and don't want to sound black, so maybe things will get dead quicker. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> 
Hey, that's that's me. I can't do anything about it, can I? No, but I mean, that's a blessing because there's so many people trying to sing with that cadence that they're doing all this other crazy stuff but this happens when I say naturally I'm not minimizing the work you put in to sound great but I'm just saying Mm -hmm. naturally that's your sound you know when you're singing out besides having fun are are you is this a a homage or ode to the ancestors is this a spiritual connection what what you know what are you thinking what are you are you saying okay I'm going to do my folk style here. I'm going to do my gospel sound here, or it just this is just what comes out of you. It's what comes out, you know. Um, I don't try to categorize any sound, you know. Um, the the main thing it is when I sing is I I just want the lyrics. I want to sing to where the people can envision what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yes. It's like um, when I sing uh, a song, I want them to be however I sing it, and I'm singing it from the heart. I'm doing my own thing. I ain't trying to. I want the people to be able to vision because when I'm singing, I, I'm seeing myself <laughs> in that song. I hear that. You hear what I'm saying? Yes, I indeed. learned from Whitney Marcellus. He said, when you perform, he said, you keep your focus on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Don't pay attention to the audience. Don't pay attention to nothing but you keeping your sound and your look all on you. You stay focused on what you're doing. Mm. You know, and when you stay focused on what you're doing, then it can't help but to come out who you are. I hear that. And I, it, but, uh, so, well, I just want to say one of the reasons why I wanted to focus specifically on your voice is because it seems like in the mainstream section of the blues, for that matter, even in some of the uh, enthusiasts and, and, and locals, vocals don't, you know, it, it, it doesn't get the recognition that it should and as a vocalist even without the guitar playing and you know your guitar playing is great but vocal wise i have to say some of these people is underrating you they're sleeping on you 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 sing better than i would say 95 percent of people i'm hearing singing the blues or anything for that matter well you know i know that um i don't profane to be a um a top-notch acoustic artist I was once told years ago he this gentleman told me who um did my second CD he said Veronica he said the way you play guitar is just what you need for the way you sing mm. because I my main thing is my vocal I work on that I work on, that's why I listen to, I listen to a lot of female vocalists and I don't want to emulate any and I don't, but I want to learn from what they are doing, Mm. you know? And so my vocal is real important to me because as I said, I want to sing from the heart. I've got that deep mezzo voice, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, with that southern twang. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I just tend to kind of drag a little bit on the end of my song. You know, um, I've been told that I'm very expressive when I sing, you know, in concert or something like that, because I believe when I sing in concert, it's kind of totally different. I try to make this CD to be as if I was, you were sitting right in front of me. Mm, got you. That when you hear this CD, you can vision Veronica Jackson picking her guitar, mm. close your eyes and vision me playing my music. And you can do that. Indeed. You know, you can do that. But um, I uh, I studied vocal for a little bit there, you know, just to learn the techniques on how to breathe properly and work my diaphragm and things like that, you know. But um, I, I was listening to a lady last night. She was singing a little note on some show. And I noticed that a lot of the um, singers these days, the young people these days, they all have to be singing um, hard and loud. They all kind of in the same. If if, if you got the uh, and ah, you know how they do that. Right, thing. right. They got the yelling belt. Yes, and I thought, and I laid there, and I thought, Veronica, you know, that's not you. You don't have to do that. All you got to do is just get your words out and sing your song. Mm. I hope you're listening. That's what makes you different. See, that's what makes me different. That's what takes you back. The people, hey, those folks back, the only one that was really screaming and hollering years ago was, and I don't take that, I'm not saying that negatively, and I'm looking at Aretha. I'm Mm. talking about Patti LaBelle. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about, um, what's the lady named? Midnight Train to Georgia. What's her name? Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight was a singer. She, these people, you can understand their lyrics. Indeed. You know, Indeed. they were singers, you know, and I have people all the time tell me, say, you know what? I really enjoy listening to you because I can hear every one of your words. Mm. I you know, you. and a lot of times that's, it's different now in, in the today's world. So, you know, yeah, I just I mean, want to get the song out there. It's in today's Boy. mainstream world, but there are people who really appreciate that. Like, Mrs. Pearly is a stickler for clarity with lyrics, which is one of the reasons why mm-hmm. you're in her top five. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So it, it, yep. this, is serious, this is serious business. Now, you know, another thing that you, you've... I don't want to say alluded to, but you've made it very clear in this interview, and I want to touch on that as well. You see, your, your vision for the album and what you were working to present. The reason why I want to touch on that is because you actually produced this album. You didn't hire or contract a producer. You, this is really your brainchild. You brought all this together and, and, and laid it out how you had it in, in, in your mind and in your spirit. Let's talk about the, how right. it felt from the beginning and how does it feel knowing that everything you wanted to present actually fell into the place the way you wanted it to? You know, I feel, I feel so blessed, uh, Dap, to have been able to put this together, you know, and like you said, um, I did this. I'm the sole owner of this CD, Mm. you know, um, the gentleman that was the um, engineer, he gave some input, Billy did. 
And um, but when it comes down to making the decisions, hearing things over, saying, wait a minute, you got to come back and do that. That didn't work. I tell you, it's, it's not easy putting a piece of work together like this mm. because your name is on this thing. That's right. You hear what I'm saying? I hear you. If I <laughs> when I did uh, go into the water and I played it. And I'm thinking, oh, no, that that's not going to work. And I called the studio guy and I said, man, i got to come back up in there. Because every time I recorded one song, I came home, driving home, listening, tentatively, what I did, what I need to do. So I said, no, I said, I've got to come back in. Because what's, neat, what's, what's funny about this, this guy didn't tell me, well, Veronica, I don't think that should be recorded. Because that wasn't his job to do that. That's right. He was just the engineer. Mm. It was for me to listen to it and say, oh, no, your name can't be on that. I say, hey, I got to come back in Mm. and I've got to do go into the water again. Mm. And I worked on it and I worked on it and I went back in there. And I tell you what, I was so focused that I enjoyed that song going to the water. That's an awesome song, you know, and. That's what this does. You just can't go in no studio depth and just sit down and say, I'm going to do this and let it be that. That's right. You know, your mark is on this thing. That is right. You know, and, and this is what my name is on this. And as I said, I thought, well, Veronica, this may be your last CD because studio work is really challenging for me. I think too much when I go in the studio. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, yeah, I do. My mind be going way over everywhere when I, if from a difference, if, if I'm in a, if I'm in a concert setting, I'm just playing. I'm, I'm getting down. But studio, something happens to me when I get in a studio. Mm. You know, my thought pattern and everything changes. So you, you know, know, I have to ask you this. And you might have just answered it already, but this is the maybe third or fourth time you mentioned this may be the last album for you. Why is is it because of the um, tedious recording process that you just explained, or any other reason? Partly, a lot of it is that. Okay, you know, but um, who knows? You know, there there are other songs when I am steady writing. You know. And um, like I say, it just takes a lot of work. And unless I'm able to have somebody to come in and help me with the next CD, you know, mm-hmm. and, and give them some input and things like that, mm-hmm, um, it, 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 it's, uh, it's work. You know, it's work when you've got to do the music, you've got to make the decisions. That's right. You know. The mix, the whole thing. It's not thing. an easy task. No, it's not. And I I mean, I'm happy you're expressing this for the listener's point of view, especially listeners who believe because the day and age we're in for the past 10 or so years because of the digital era and everybody being able to get being able to get their hands on some sort of video or audio recording apparatus they they Mm -hmm. it, it gives the illusion that oh i could just go record this and put it out and and Mm -hmm. you know that's really not how this thing works (laughs) no (laughs) it sure isn't you know 
There's a lot of people that will take shortcuts and things like that. You know, I went to one studio and I asked the guy, I say, well, have you recorded um, acoustic music before, you know? And he said, no. I said, what kind of artists do you record? He said, oh, normally they bring in their music and then they just sing over it. So I knew he was not the one I wanted. Right. See? Right. I needed somebody that has the backing. And this young man, Billy Hewen, he has the backing of recording acoustic artists, young, young, young dudes. And uh, we were pretty good. Yeah, after a while, you know, we got to build a good connection together there. Mm. You know, but uh, the studio work is not something to play with. Now, the first time I did uh, a recording here in Atlanta, it was pretty okay. It was all right. Uh, I called the uh, hat check. But then my second CD I did in Tampa, Florida, I was driving all the way from Georgia back to Tampa to let this gentleman do it. Now, I trusted this gentleman. He did it all. He he just made it so nice. My some folks, some blues, sometimes. That's right. He, yeah, he really did a good job on that. All I had to do was go in there, and he made it so easy to play my music in front of him. And he talked to me and worked me through it, you know, and it was really nice, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was really good. I would have loved to have did this time, but it, it just takes too much to go back to town to come back here back and forth, you know. Right. So I found somebody up here to do it. So, um, you know, I, I maybe shouldn't say it may be maybe my last recording, but I just know that this is a recording that I've done that I've always wanted to do. Mm. You know, to yeah. express who I am and the different styles, the folk, the blues, and the spiritual aspect. No, I hear that, and, and I understand what that means. I understand what mm-hmm. you mean by that. And, and those of you who have has ears to hear, I'm sure you guys understand as well. And I think the reason why you were able to accomplish that, because it sounds like you came out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And, and, and kind of Right? And it kind of forced you to maneuver in a way, but the, the results was great. You know, you mentioned going to the water. How about we play that right now? Now, you know, that that's a long song now. That song is about five, how long is it? It's five five. minutes, almost six minutes almost. You good with that? You can just play some of it. <laughs> okay. We well, it's up to you this now. It's music all... your time. <laughs> okay, well, do it then.
concert halls Broadway shows And bright lights That's okay sometimes You know folks come from different Walks of life Yeah, they go to the city the sights It's a busy place Always on the go Seems no one is ever moving slow Yes, I'm going to the water And feel the sand Beneath my feet Yes, I am
Ms. Jackson. Yes. Listen here. <laughs> Listen here. For okay. Uh-huh. For I had something to say, but I before I get to that, I have to say how much of a traditional album this is. And I don't mean in, in, in terms of style and, and, and genre, but, you know, when I was a little dude and, and I used to be babysat by my Fisher-Price record play and i go through my daddy and my mommy and my uncle and grandparents' record collection. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you hold that vinyl, you put it on and you're listening to it. One thing I noticed throughout these as I grew and, and you know, my record uh, uh, player became more um, sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> you um, notice that the real record makers, the real songwriters and singers and, and artists from the beginning to the end, you have the song. Your song ends with you. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you don't hear much of that too much lately. That's like real record making. I just want to point that out. Number two, you know, this is a song that really represents a a large portion of black tradition in America because you have a country feel. And when I say country, I don't just mean from the South. Uh, I, I mean, mm-hmm. what has become known as country music, however, not with a black face, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a lot going on here with, with you know, I mean, I, I, I have to get this song to Don Flemings because he, he's, he's um, a big advocate for the black cowboy and his wife, for that matter, because um, she's 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 working on a project about black cow women, but this <laughs> song really has that cowboy feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. what what inspired you to take it to that level? Even though you and I know that's part of our traditional music. Well. Um I think when I thought I've always been thinking over the years to write a song about the water because I was missing the water. Mm. You know, I wasn't getting the opportunity to see the water as much by living here in Atlanta. And, um, I remember, uh, what made me get out and just do it, I was out at a uh, event one night. I was part of a festival, a street festival, that music was just everywhere around town in Charleston, around Charleston area. And this lady got on stage and she said, I'm going to write this song. She said, and it's about the water. And she said, it takes me back to me and my dad. And I left because that, I didn't want to get in any kind of... Um, ideas through what she was saying. Understood. Because I've been thinking that already for a few years, I want to write a song on the water. Mm. So I left wherever she was performing at and I said, well, I'm going to write that song. And so I've always been thinking, I'm going to the water. I want to go to the water. You know? And what's neat about it is when I 
picture myself going to the water and where I'm sitting at. Every time I sing that song and just listening to it, I'm seeing myself sit down in St. Petersburg downtown on the bay with no high rises up there. You can just look up and see the, the sky. You see the seagulls. You see the boats, you know. Mm-hmm. And you may see somebody you know because St. Petersburg, everybody migrated a little bit downtown. It's a really hip place to be. Okay. You know. And so when I just started writing it, you know, by knowing me now, you know I'm coming from the gut. That's right. See, I'm coming from the gut and being up here in Atlanta, I'm saying, well, you know, city life is sometimes all right. But see, I can't run to the water, <laughs> you know, in the streets of business. So I'm contrasting that song between Atlanta and St. Petersburg, Florida. Mm. Well, I, just for someone in New York City, I have to say that I had to remind myself listening to that song first several times and just now that you was talking about Atlanta. And the reason why I say that is because you can easily, whatever city you're in, relate to mm-hmm. that song. Mm-hmm. You know, especially for those of us who grew up in the city, but mm-hmm. was able to go and spend time by the creek in the south with your with your family. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and that's 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 and you know it, it has a lot of again. There's a lot of layers to that because whether you you're a black native, black African, black Caribbean, which is native, or where, wherever you're from, our story always consisted of gathering or going to the water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, there's a huge depth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's another yeah. one you and, and, wrote. Yeah, yeah, that's an original there. And, you know, you think about that, you know, and it's like most times when people go to the water, they're going to find some calmness. Mm-hmm. They're getting away from the chatter in the city and the loud cars and the, the noise that plays in your mind. You go to the water and you just sit and let that water run through your mind, you know, through your being. That's right. You know, and so every time I say, when I thought about that, I said, yeah, I said, let me go on and write this song. And that song, I do a, a pregio picking. Mm. And, that, and that's a very constant, you got to really pay attention to what you're doing on that. Because it's like you're rolling the strings. You're just steady rolling the strings, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you got to be conscious of it. You got to be conscious of it, Dale. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm happy. I know what you're saying, and I'm happy you're breaking it down because, <laughs> you know, they, that's another thing I think that's uh, misunderstood and underrated in regards to everybody has this thing, well, you know, finger picking is complicated, which it is, but there are many different techniques and styles and sounds of finger picking. It's not just Piedmont, mm-hmm. which I'm not discrediting. Obviously, I'm not discrediting that, you know, but yeah, yeah. there's different styles and techniques of finger picking. So I'm happy that you brought that That's to the right. table in, in, in mm-hmm. you know, in regards of music history lessons and technique, mm-hmm. because yeah. people need to know that. 
Because you know what I think people need to do now? Tell me. Is let people be whoever they are with what they are doing. Mm. And, and, and stop just, you know, um, looking to see what you can find with that artist to, to negate it. So let me let, let me ask you this because I think I I think I believe where, where you're going. Do do you do you find that what happens is if an acoustic folk or blues player does not fit into the category of what a, a group of people believe is blues or folk, they get ostracized. Is this what you're saying? I'm saying that I believe that it can happen, but I'm believing that a lot of people, and this, actually, I learned so much from Whitney and Marcellus mm. when I heard him do a conference. He did a live thing on Facebook. It wasn't him per se. I think it was a certain um, organization that, he went to be a part of and they did it live on Facebook okay. some months ago. Okay. And one of the things that he was saying, like this one guy was comparing his music to someone else and went to Marcella said, let people be whatever they are because just because they're not what you are doing and, and playing like you're playing it doesn't mean that their music isn't any less important. Mm. See, and I think sometimes that happens, you know, um, if you're not doing a, and, and we as musicians do it. That's right. You know, we as musicians sit and say, well, you know, maybe she she's not good enough or that person is not playing the way we want them to play. But it is not how they're playing. It's, what they are playing. That's right. See, it's what they are playing. Music is a, a message. Mm. Music is something that should be able to be played and enjoyed, regardless of how that person is coming across. If they're doing it clean, if they're doing it simple, if they're doing it intricately, that's them. Agreed. See? But... What I learned from him that day from that young fella is, hey, I don't have to, I always tell myself, Veronica, somebody told me years ago, Deb, a young white girl told me this. She said, Veronica, it's not how fancy you play. She said, it's how you come across to the audience. All right now. And I held on to that day. I held on to that. Because I knew I wasn't going to be one of those fancy guitar players. I ain't try to be because I'm a singer. Right. Right. See, I, I'm a singer, so I want to get my, my vocals out. It ain't. My guitar just bite me up. I ain't got to play all that fancy stuff doing all them rips and things. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I hear that. And, and I tell you, because you know what? Because I tell you what, Deb, as simple as I am with the guitar and as clean as I am, with my guitar, I can hold an audience better than some of the name brand people around here. Absolutely. You hear what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And that I am proud of. And you should be because it's all about connection. You know, any, yes, anybody, anybody it's all about could be, your audience. Right. 
anybody could be a, a, a jukebox. You know, anybody can get up there and do a billion tricks. But are the people feeling you? That's like going to a concert, someone singing. That's right. And, and they're hearing, you know, you're hitting every note perfectly, but they don't feel uh-huh. who you are. You know, that's we, right. we feel you, Miss Jackson. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Now, first, okay, because we, 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 as, we, as we come to a close, and mm-hmm. for the most part, for the entire interview, you've been expressing this, but I still want to ask you this specifically for the audience's sake, what do you want the listeners of your album to receive from you? I want them, Dap, to hear a woman playing music that's coming from the heart, that's playing traditional grass mute music that is that's history something that's educating them, something that may can even move them spiritually, Mm. something that they can say, hey, you know what? I can go out and I can be the best at what I can be. It may be a challenge in doing it, but we all going to go through some things, but that doesn't mean we can't come out on top there. That's right. You know, and this CD is meant to touch people's hearts is meant for them, man, woman, child, is meant for them to be able to listen to it and be encouraged. Mm. That's what this CD is about. It's about being the best you you can be. I hear that. No matter what anybody may say, no matter what anybody may uh, talk about, you go out there and you be the best you you can be. Time's going to be tough, but you know what? You can get on the other side of it, too. That's right. That's Thanks. right. Well, I, as scripture says, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Like the clouds are passing. That's you know? Right. Like right. going to the water. You know what I'm saying? I, I know exactly what you're saying. I dig it. This is a rejoiceful album. I really appreciate it. Where, where can the good folks find the album, find you on, on online and social media and your, well, I want to say upcoming events, but everything pretty much is put on hold, but at least they can get yeah. to, 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 to be able to either interact with you or follow your journey. Yes, they can find me on veronicajackson.com. That's V-E-R-O-N-I-K-A jackson.com. They can buy, purchase a CD there or they can go ahead on and go to CD Baby. It's on iTunes. You can follow me on Facebook, Veronica Jackson. You can follow me. I think I'm on Instagram. I love Facebook. Y'all give me a shout out on Facebook because that way I, I can really get back with you in an expedient manner, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, and they can go to my website and see where I'll be playing. But like you say, a lot of, uh, events now are kind of like saying we may not be doing some things and I was pretty good for me, but hopefully some of those are still stand strong. We'll see. We're going to see. Know. Well, I yeah, I, I just want to thank you. And I'm honored that you, you gave us some time to, you know, 
talk to you, get your story, and and hear some of your music. You know, we're going to go out on one of your songs, too, but I just wanted to thank you very much for giving us this time. Well, thank you so much, Dad, for calling me and letting me be a part of your show. I appreciate that. I appreciate you and all that you do, the history that you bring to us. You know, it, it takes a pretty strong and bold person who know who they are and know the importance of getting history out there for us that we don't know something. And you're doing that. Thank you. I'm, I'm humbled. I'm humbled. Let's, all yeah. right. we, 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 we celebrate you while you live. And we're going to play this song that uh, one of the, the many, I mean, I like that. There's very few albums that I can go through and listen to the entire album all the time like there's just some y'all go to this song but I can listen to this album the entire and we, we're going to close out with one of my another one of my favorites I go to the rock what you think about that oh come on now that's a good one that's my song <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> and you know let me tell you this when you go to it tell me tell me Dolly Rambo that's a country gospel song she was a gospel singer mm. from Tennessee all right yeah. now. All right. Uh-huh. That's a good song. Thank you, Dad. When Thank there's you. nobody else to turn to, who do I turn to? When nobody wants to listen, who do I lean on? When there's no foundation stable, I go to the rock. I know he's able. I go to the rock. Yeah.
sorrow threaten is their refuge in the time of tribulation when my soul need consolation I go Shelter when I need a friend, I go. 